Oh yeah, baby. July 12, 2019, it's time for Backdoor Cover. How are we living today? Hit it. Let that beat drop, man. Talking. I feel, definitely let the beat drop there. Feel those endorphins. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Happy Friday, July 12th. It's Micah. I'm here with Brad. What's up? What's happening? What's happening? Man, hey, did you hear there was a trade yesterday in the NBA? Really? Yeah. A big one? Uh, I'd say so. Seismic? Uh, I don't know if seismic's the word, but quite... Quite Maybe you move. should stay off the Richter scale jokes after. Hey, that's yeah. yeah we're, shouts to our California listeners. Also, that's a tease because we're about to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about Mind of Micah. Oh, man, we've been bringing you good content all week. Two reads of the week already, including one about Jared Lorenzen, the hefty lefty. The other one, Brad and I talked about uh, Kawhi Leonard. It's good stuff. So if you're a sports fan, check out Mind of Micah wherever you listen to podcasts. And guess what? Coming today, Friday, July 12th, it's the return of America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Jersey. Oh, hell yes. Uh, Jersey Shore premiered last night. We'll be talking about it. Also, check out the 365 Things Austin podcast if you're looking for the best things to do around town this weekend. And uh, the backdoor cover feed, the one you're listening to, we did a high and tight episode. Brad and I talked uh, NBA stuff on Monday. We did high and tight talking about the uh, All-Star game. That Don't forget about uh, Mitch's Can't Miss. And in featuring Mitch's Can't Miss Our picks. new gambling segment. Mitch is 7-2 and two the first two weeks, so including 4-0 and oh last week, so you should follow this, man. Somebody named... Anonymous Hedgehog wanted some bet- betting tips. We brought it. The audience is asking. We got it. Well, guess what else? You guessed right. Very exciting news. Coming next week to preview the Open. For the first time ever, the Buttercut goes out on its own podcast feed. We're coming. Brad, tell the people about the Buttercut. The Buttercut. If you don't know now, you should probably know by now. It's a, it's a golf podcast. We talk PGA Tour. Next week, we're talking about the Open Championship, commonly confused with the British Open, which you no longer call. Okay. There you Brad, have uh, Brad hosts the show along with Peter the Irish Guy, who you may know from our Titan High episodes. He's a former professional golfer, uh, played on some European tours. Uh, he's uh, hilarious, full of uh, knowledge and insights. This is the best golf podcast you can listen to. And if you're interested in, uh, in golf, you should listen to the Buttercut. Subscribe. Uh, the feed will be live either Monday or Tuesday. So you'll be hearing more about it on this feed. Well said. All right, let's talk hoops. Uh, Chris Ball is shipped to the Thunder. Russ Westbrook is sent to the Rockets. Uh, wow. Let's start with the Rockets side. Okay. What Do you think this fits? What do you think this means? Are the Rockets better today than they were yesterday? Uh what are your first impressions specific to the Rockets? Because we'll talk about the Thunder later. Uh, I, I like it for the Rockets in in that Russ is not as old as CP three. I think he's got I think he's three years younger, and so you're you're kind of exchanging Chris Paul, who has has shown he can only make it through maybe a third, of, maybe half of the season before he starts to break down. Injuries take over. He's not. He he's definitely never hasn't been at full strength during the playoffs for two years in a row, which is what they really, absolutely, it, it's critical for them. Uh, 
you know, Russ is getting old and he relies so much on that physical, like extreme nuclear physicality that he comes to the game well, with. But to be, like to be clear, Russell's also four years younger than that's CP. what I was saying. That's where that's the whole yeah. point here is that he's younger. And so he's more durable, more likely to be able to go through the full but length there, of the season. And he's a guy who plays all every game. He takes pride in doing that. But right. I will, you know, the, your point to he's a guy who relies on athleticism. And even though he's 30 and CP's 34, you may wonder if when Russell, the, the, the long held notion is that when Russell starts to lose his athleticism, his game is going to fall off a cliff because he can't shoot that because well. he can't shoot. And so even though he's 30, you know, is he, and as hard as he plays and as many games as he plays, is he really 32 on that body? And is he, you know, on the downside of his career? I don't know, man. I think that the Rockets did well in, in that sense of it. I think trading two first round futures and whatever the the swaps were, the pick swaps that they agreed to, I don't love that. I I think that the NBA has lost control. Like I think people have gone too all in on the now, and they keep mortgaging their entire franchise. Well, the Rockets are certainly doing that. Everybody's doing that. Like it's well, the, clip, the yeah. it's the story of this free agency is that everybody's all in now. Fuck next year. Fuck two thousand or twenty twenty seven or whatever. When Oklahoma City owns three fourths of the draft, like. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, the, the other, the large, uh, it's a good point. And the larger question about that, which I read something about yesterday, is that the era of players staying in the same place is over. Thanks thanks in part to LeBron. And then the contract, the way the CBA is laid out, uh, there's a million examples of it now. But somebody wrote that it's the, the, new, the future is the uh, superstar journeyman. The guy who has the career like LeBron, who plays on three different teams and two te- and one team twice, and just goes. Everybody signs a two-year deal, right? And you take the, you, and then after it's over, you opt out and you go to the best place. And, and the I mean, year, Kawhi and Paul George are both in that in that spot right now. Or if you don't like the spot you're in, you force a trade. So the two-year contract gives you leverage over the the yeah, franchise because you been, can say, "I'm going to leave if you aren't right. doing this." You, LeBron you has essentially been operating under one-year contracts before he went to the Lakers for like three or four or five years in a row. So I think this will balance itself out, though, because I think that if you operate under that mode of operation whatever you want to call it i think that if you peep you continue to to bankrupt uh whatever franchises i i mean eventually you get to the point where you can't win with that type of logic like you're just going in for the contract and like you want to have full control over what that franchise does but obviously it's the players aren't supposed to be doing that like you need somebody who is in a a managerial role who is actually a professional like runner of an organization to be making those kind of basketball decisions like it just doesn't ever work out in the long run like what team of LeBron's has he left that's been in even a decent amount of like playable shape like none they all are dumpster fires and that's what I'm saying like this is this is this is the agreement you make with a top five player in the league that you're willing these guys have tremendous power and you're selling yourself to the devil and you know that but you got to just sort of grin and bear it. Yeah, and I think that these people who are doing whatever, four and five first-round picks to get these superstars and mortgaging them, I mean, you're going to see some of these aren't going to work out. Like Some of these guys are going to get hurt. Some of these teams just don't have any sort of bench. There's no depth. And so I think superstars are going to start seeing, like, if I force my hand and I am like make this, this franchise pay that big of a tax to get me, how am I supposed to win with no yeah. no supporting cast? Like these guys also have egos. Apparently, there's a, a thing right. about like the Bryce Harper contract thing. Well, Is that yeah, what you mean? no, no, no. Like there's a story about Kevin Durant 
who he demanded, he wanted to, he judged his value by what was traded to get him. And so, like, he somehow forced uh, Brooklyn to give up another pick because he wanted to show that he was worth a max plus this. There's a lot of crazy Did things going on Did he wait for here. it to be a pick that was outside of his contract? No. No. Uh, there was a piece, that was a wind horse piece on ESPN. Anyway, there's a lot going on, and you're right that this is a larger trend. The thing that I would say is that the Rockets are a uh, a market that NBA players like playing in. They are a they're a Texas team, so they have no income tax. State, yeah, uh, no state income tax, and like Daryl Morey just continues to chase stars all the time, and. This is another example of this. He believes that Russ is a better player than CP at this stage in their careers, and that's the gamble. And he's willing to do whatever it takes to get him. And I think he just keeps thinking like, and it's worked for Maury. He's been the GM there for at least a decade, and they haven't missed the playoffs. Even when things have not gone right, they've been okay. And right. you go out and you take that big swing to get a superstar. Uh, I don't. I guess he's betting that you know what, we don't need any picks because we're a desirable destination. And the way that these star players are opting out of contracts every year or two, what's the worst thing that happens? We lose all our draft picks, but then we can just go sign somebody else. It's a it's an interesting gamble, and it's definitely a uh, it's a gamble for sure. I mean, I just is Russell a better player than CP in this stage and more durable? Yes, I think that's probably safe to say. Is he a better fit with with Harden? Two guys that need the ball in their hand. That's we don't argue. Know. That's debatable That's because, debatable. like, obviously they were butting heads. Like, Harden wanted him out. Like, they're he, right. And Chris That's Paul the other is thing. a disagreeable human. Like, he. That's why he's That's such a good true. basketball player is because he's so he's wired that way. He's a he's a demanding human being, and so like it's not pleasant to be around him. And so Harden knows Wes, yeah, uh, Russ, and I, I don't know. I, there I see is a connection a, there. Yeah, there is a school of thought that this deal is more about the Rockets wanting to get rid of CP than it is wanting to get Russ. Well, and there and had so to have been some discussion between Russell Westbrook and Harden because Russ requested the trade, and you would think that that had he there said was that, conversations that had to have had. Yeah, I don't know if they had conversations, but the reporting is that he had expressed a desire to go to Houston. Right. That was that was one of his desired locations. Which leads me to believe Harden was in on some sort of discussion at some level. Well, with it Russ. seems all the reporting was that Harden and CP hated each other. Or Harden hated CP right. anyway, so he's probably like, get anyone in here. Uh, so it is interesting, and we'll see what happens. It's I mean, kind of just a trade of one asset for the other that's pretty similar. It's an aging point guard with a massive contract that's too goddamn long. And yeah. well, it is what it I is. mean, these guys have played together. They apparently like each other. And, you know, there's the school of thought that, oh, there's two guys who need the ball all the time. It's not going to work. That's what. You know, Charles Barkley and everybody said when CP went to the Rockets, right. the Rockets won a hell of a lot of basketball games the last two years when those two guys were healthy. So they can make it work. And I think that, you know, that's, if anything, Russell is going to be more of a fast break threat. And so the Rockets can play a little bit faster than they did under CP. He's, yeah. he's a better athlete. CP was a better uh, a better defender, but he was also, you know, he was breaking down. He CP was is way over the hill. Not that you need a point guard to be a rim protector, but Russ is certainly in that category. He's a bigger, a higher explosive jumping guy. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't play much defense. I think he can if he wants to, because he's got that crazy intensity, and like that's, that's kind of important. Well, that's true. So but you know, you have a backcourt of of two guys that don't like to guard anyone. 
Maybe they can if they have to, but they don't want to. So uh, the Rockets are going to score a lot of points. And they'll probably win a lot of games. Vegas uh, agrees with the deal. The Rockets' uh, odds to win the championship uh, improved. They are now tied for the fifth best odds to win the championship. Wow, that bad, huh? At plus 800. Ahead of them are the Clippers at plus 350, the Lakers and Bucks at plus 450, 76ers also at plus 800. I haven't kept up. It's a lot of value for the Rockets. I haven't kept up with what the Rockets, what the rest of the Rockets uh, roster has done. I feel like, did they did they ship some of the other key pieces off or are they pretty much intact other than this trade from last year? Uh, you I, know? This seems seems like they're mostly intact. So if that's the case, but then I mean, they're I don't also, see how. you never know the moves they're going to have to make because don't you, you've got contract information. I think Russell's making a lot more money than CP. He, so he's they got may another have year to, on his deal. So uh, Russ is a five year, 206 mil, Jeez. and um, CP3 is a four year, 157. So, I mean, I think they're pretty similar in terms of year to year cost. I think it, Russ is just an extra year longer. Yeah, and the way that those are backloaded, though, right? Like the the last year, Russ is going to be making like forty five or fifty million. He's going to be in a fucking wheelchair at that point, but yeah, it could be. So same with CP. I would imagine it's probably pretty similar, but there may be they may have to get rid of a piece or two to to make it work. You would think so. Um, and there's always been talk of them not wanting to pay the luxury tax. Uh, their their owner, uh, Tillman Fertitta, Tillman, yeah. Yes. Uh, one of the Fertitas, not the Fertitta brothers that used to own the UFC, but Tillman, you know, talked about how he'll do anything to win, but all the reporting out of Houston say he's he's trying desperately to get out from the luxury tax. So, you know what I've never understood? The repeater tax. From a player's perspective, if you just fully discounted whatever you could earn in terms of salary from a franchise, in terms of like what they're paying you, and all that you cared about was winning and getting endorsement contracts because that's when you're on the TV the very most is if you're going to the finals that's when you have the most eyeballs on you that's when you're the most valuable to a brand why wouldn't you put all of your eggs into the winning basket don't worry so much about your contract with the specific team that you're signing with get your money on the back end with endorsement deals and then be you know a 10 time NBA all champion whatever whatever however that well, plays out I mean we've seen a lot of super teams I guess there's a lot of people that think that way. yeah but they're all taking this fucking super max and then they're the super teams always have yeah, no supporting cast Katie and Irving both took a pay cut to, to sign their best friend a very small pay cut and only so that they could get an old just DeAndre. have their good friend yeah. on the team I see what I'm saying like why wouldn't you just sign like a whatever that's that is you're right it, that why is the you, next power move that's because now we have these guys signing one and two year deals and if you're so rich that you things. don't give a fuck that's when you really got that's power. that's although lebron for a long uh, the whole time he was in miami did not take the max contract the first time he See, took he knew what he was doing the first time he took a max contract was i think when he went to la really oh because um, he signed a four-year because that's the only way you can get max because yeah. he was signing this two years right i think so like lebron has been doing that but nobody else is willing to do that uh, and I don't blame anybody for doing. I want the money. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's another school. Of but yeah, here. no, you're you're right. That's the game changer. When Kevin Durant, that's the next. When step. Kevin Durant gets healthy and then signs for the league minimum, right? And then you just load up a team, and he. But he's nobody's going to do. Nobody's take. I mean, even if he takes ten million instead of, then you're playing 40. chess, not checkers. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's giving up a lot of paper. But yeah, who knows? but then you're but then famous. Maybe, I mean, then you're also the greatest player in the history of the league because you got more championships than Jordan if you do it right. You know, Dirk. The last few years of Dirk's career, he was making less than ten million dollars when he was probably worth like twenty or thirty. So last year, well, like the the last like five years, he was making like ten million a year, and even when he was sort of like 
on the back end of his prime. He was washed up you. the last couple, but Dirk's and there was the always a lot of talk about like, do you think uh, Dirk is ever going to fly uh, fly commercial ever again? <laughs> no, like he's taking ten million in, instead of twenty, and he'll be on Cuban's private jet anytime he wants for the rest of his life. I would be so pissed if I got posted up next to a seven foot three guy on a commercial flight. Well, that's never going to happen unless it was Dirk. That'd be pretty happy. It's never going to happen. Dirk Good. will be flying on Mark Cuban's private jet from now until his death. And then his children will probably too. Uh, Oklahoma City. Let's uh, let's talk what about this? What this means for OKC? Oklahoma City has all of the picks, all of them. The Thunder this season have sent off Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Jeremy Grant. And for those three players, here is who they've got: Shy Gilgis, Shea Gal, whatever Gilgis Alexander, yes, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, the. 2020 Nuggets top 10 protected first, a 2021 Heat un- unprotected, unprotected first, Correct. a 2021 Rockets top four protected, swap rights for, uh, with swap rights, it's confusing, the yeah, 2022 the Clippers unprotected first, a 2023 lottery protected Heat first, a 2023 swap rights with the Clippers, 2024 unprotected first from the Clippers, a 2024 uh, Rockets lottery protected first, 2025 swap rights with the Clippers, 2025 top 20 protected swap rights with the Cl- with the Rockets. Uh, you know 20, what's interesting? 2026 20, Clippers unprotected first, and? 2026 Rockets top four protected first. You know what I appreciate the most about that? There's not one single set of years where they got more than two assets coming. So they stacked this up so that they get basically two picks or a swap in every single year starting in 2020. Like, they don't have it all stacked into one single draft when it would yeah. kind of eat each oh, that's other. True. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, well, it's still, part of that is because you're not allowed to trade first-round picks in consecutive years. How do you mean? That's an NBA rule because some owner traded, like, four consecutive first-round picks for somebody <laughs> once. Brooklyn? No, this was older than that. Oh, okay. And so you can only trade like 2021, 2023, 2025. You can't you, trade. You have to go every other. Yeah, you cannot trade consecutive. Yeah, but the thing is they have they did it with so many different teams. They could have feasibly gotten oh, like true. four and five in a Yeah, I'm year. looking at, here's everything they own moving forward. They have a first round pick, just the first round picks. They have a 2020 first round that's their own. They have a first round from Denver in 2020. So in two 2020s. In 21... They own their own plus Miami's. So two more. In 22, they have their own plus the Clippers. Two more. In 23, they have their own plus Miami. Two. In 24, they have their own plus the Clippers mm-hmm. and Houston. Ah, three. In 25, they have their own. In 26, they have their own plus the Clippers and Houston. So they have. Uh, so they do have two lot. years where they got three picks coming in. Well, those are but some I'll of those just, are swaps, I mean, I don't want to be a dick here, but 2026 feels a long way away. Oh, it, it's forever away. It's going to be a completely different league then. Yeah. But how do you feel? The the bigger question is, how do you feel as a fan of the Thunder today? So here's how I feel. Very fucking excited because Sam Presti has drafted three MVP players in the last, like, 10 years in the first round. So, you know, he probably has the best sense and, well, he definitely has the best track record for drafting in terms of, like, landing big star potential. Uh if anybody had that number of first round draft picks 
he would be the one I'd want leading the team. So, I mean, in that sense, okay, so he's in pretty good shape. And, like, if you can't get free agents to come to your small city, your right. small market, then now you've got so much draft capital that either you're going, you have increased your chances of landing a super MVP or you have so many assets that you could trade for somebody super and force them to come. So, like, they're in really good shape to rebuild. And they yeah. weren't going to win shit with the two superstars they had this year because there's just too much talent and there's too much, like, pooled talent in different teams in the West. Uh, I think it's it was the move they had to make, and I think after the facts, they may act like they are sad to see uh, Paul George and them go, but I bet Sam Presti is very pleased with where he's sitting today. Well, if nothing else, he's uh, you know he's already been there for all eleven years of the franchise in in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and he's basically he probably wouldn't have made this deal unless he was confident that he had job security through twenty twenty six now. Right. So that is impressive. Um, the question is, do they have to tank the way the process in, in the 76ers did? So that they get good picks, you mean? And I, I think that they don't. Because no. if in, if you've got three first-round picks or two first-round picks, you can bundle that to move up, as opposed to the Sixers who yes. just tank their nuts off yes. because they only had one first-round pick, but they they just their plan was to maximize how good it would be. Well, I mean, also, you just their team is like, they're what are they, just all rookies and and no names at this point. Like, it's well, Shea Gillis. How, and, you know, right now they've got your boy, Gildeson Alexander. I can't say his name. Shea Gildeson And they've Alexander. got Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari. Maybe they're a fringe playoff team. Like, and, they're not uh, going to be Steven terrible. And Adams still, right? Yeah, with Steve Adams. Big boy. Although I would imagine he gets traded. He's on a big deal, I think. But what this really is is the end of an 11-year run in Oklahoma. Uh well, this, the, the era, but the era is well, it's yeah. a new. It's a new era. This franchise moved there eleven years ago. The entire time they've had Kevin Durant or or Russell Westbrook, yeah. and you know, Harden at certain well. times, Harden, Chris, or you know, Paul George, whatever it is, they've had an unbelievable run for any franchise, really, um, short of the San Antonio Spurs. But it's really an amazing thing, and it's over now. This is they may be pretty good next year. They may not be. They may get rid of all these guys. They may be total trash, but this is definitely a big turning of the page. Absolutely. Apparently, the word is that they want to keep Chris Paul. Uh, rumors are he could be shipped to Miami, though. That seems like the most likely destination. That was where they were saying Russ Which is where go. we were talking Russ could go. Uh, could you imagine fucking CP3 matched up with Jimmy Butler? Like they That type of locker room atmosphere would be scary. A, uh, lot, a lot of uh, tension. That would be so awesome. <laughs> Well, there was talk about Jimmy Butler going to the Rockets with Chris. Right. Paul, you know, that was one of our, uh, yeah, our, but our would, most liked Instagram posts. But they're not going to be good anyways. So, like, at least Houston would have been good. So, Jimmy Buckets would at least have something to be happy about. They're not going to be good in Miami, I don't think. I mean, they had to shift, shift off a bunch of pretty good assets just to get him. Um, and they weren't that good to begin with. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be very good. Did you see the Chris Paul Instagram post yesterday? No. Or not Chris Paul. The Dwayne Wade Instagram post. Oh, yes. The jersey swap. It looks like he's deleted it. He, they pro- Probably so. It wasn't that flattering. I mean, it was hilarious, though. It was a good post. I think he has deleted it. I don't see it on his Instagram right now. Basically, he talked about... So, he last year was his retirement. Right. And he went on a, a, a year-long retirement deal. And after every game, he swapped jerseys with one of the best players on the other team. Right. And now with Russell being traded and CP, he posted a um, a swipe Instagram that had pictures of all of the guys who were going to be on different teams next year and tweet about how 
or uh, said like people aren't going to believe this in 20 years that these guys played for these teams, which I, I found to be uh, truly hilarious and and you know emblematic of where we are. Definitely, there were definitely some scrubs there too, but that's just because they played the Knicks. Um, yeah, Grayson Allen got tossed from a summer league game last night. They were showing highlights of his his warm up dunks. He was doing 360 dunks. Oh, man. I would highly suggest you go check out this clip. It's like five minutes longer. I'd play the audio for you. Uh, he gets, he just blatantly, he got a technical and two flagrants in a summer league game. They were down 20 points. He hammered uh, some dude from the Celtics, uh, rookie Williams, I think, in the back of the head once and got a, got a, a, uh, a flagrant. Tech. Yeah. A flagrant. And then like one minute of game time or like 30 seconds of game time later, he hammered him again in the head. And got another flagrant, and all the it's like a five minute clip, and it's easy to find online if you go to Slam or wherever it is. Dan Dakich, Dakich, whatever the guy's name is, who's who a former uh, college basketball coach and who's an announcer for ESPN. He's good. Just spent he spent the entire six minute clip just trashing Grayson out, <laughs> just fucking trashing him, and he deserves every bit of it. I would I can't tell you I can't highly recommend the entire six minute clip enough. I, maybe we'll have to put up on the rant. Instagram story or on uh, IGTV or something. Because he is just like, oh, Grayson, yeah, you're real tough. They made every excuse possible for him while he was at Duke. Every excuse. Oh, he's a good kid. Oh, he's great. He's the best athlete in the entire gym. He won dunk contest. He's in there dunking pregame. It's not like he's a tough guy who's and then he's like it's not like he's a tough guy who's down there banging and trying to to be tough. He's not no, gritty. No, he got a, a pick that he didn't like and he's out on the perimeter shooting threes and then he then one guy picks him and uh he he's hammering people in the face. Tripping them, hitting in the nuts. He hit he picked up two flagrant fouls within 30 seconds in a summer league game. Well, at least somebody's playing with intensity. I heard that summer it's league not been intensity. pretty it was just disappointing dirty. this year. Well, uh, this Grayson Allen uh, is is the absolute worst. Yeah, he's and, uh, beach. He's now with the Grizzlies because he's already been traded once. Uh, he'll be he'll spend a lot of time in the G League more than he already has, I guess. It, this is assuming the Grizzlies don't cut him after this. I I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they just just got rid of him and offloaded him after this embarrassing display. I I again I've said it four times, but you've got to go look at this video and. Uh, and listen to Dan Dockage. That's the best part, is just how disrespectful, how personally offended Dan Dockage is by uh, his actions. All right, so that's uh, that's pretty much the basketball talk. It's pretty good, though. Hey, let's talk football for a second, Brad. All right. Did you know that the, how many days there are till football season starts? Mm, 54? Five? 55. I can't count good. I remember there was 57 last time we talked. Uh, well, we're up to 55 days out, which is pretty awesome. It's going to be here before you know it. Hey, there's a one NFL news story today. Okay. Uh, Hugh Jackson, remember him? Oh, yeah. The coach of the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, the guy who got fired for, uh, last year, and then the Browns were actually pretty good afterwards because he uh, is maybe the worst head coach in the history of football. His record was unbelievable. Yeah, he is trash. Hugh Jackson uh, the wants a new head coaching job. Okay. He wants another chance. Okay. To that, I would say, we still want Masai Ujiri. Yeah, but we're not MWBK taking you. Creative and, no, we do not want well, you. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you go on. Well, I'm, I'm just saying the chances of uh, Masai Ujiri joining us here at MWBK are better than the chances of Hugh Jackson ever getting a head coaching job again. What a cook, cook, cook clown. Oh, I he is. Gonna, tr- 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 I thought you were going to call him a cook, 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 cook. 
but clown's good. Too. Hey, we got a hotline. 800-392-6344. It's a good hotline. 800-392-6344. Guess what? I don't have any hotline calls today. Okay. But on our Titan High episode on Wednesday, right. or Thursday, whenever we dropped it. I listened. Uh, the We had five or six hotline calls. They were all excellent. And it was, again, if, if for those of you who don't listen to Titan High, it's a baseball podcast, basically. They talk a lot about baseball, but they also do crazy things. Brad and I are on the podcast as well, but we're joined by Elgars and Peter the Irish Guy. Mitch Can't Miss also joins us uh, periodically. But so uh, the guys and I were going through these hotline calls, and I will play. Here is, here's a segment from Wednesday's episode. So you get a, a feel for what this show really sounds like. Uh, these are This is high, Titan High on Backdoor Cover answering hotline calls, 800-392-6344. I'll play this for about a minute. Well, let's see if other people feel the same way and want to apologize for being rude to Will from Michigan. Hey, boys, Big Will here. Hey, just kidding. <laughs> Fuck Big Will from Michigan. That guy's a pussy. <laughs> it's your boy Dennis Carr from Georgia. How about my boy Matthew Wolf coming in hot? Winning three in championship. Yeah. That is the clutchest Eagle. fucking putt I've ever yeah. seen in my entire Butterfly. life. Holy shit. How do you make that putt? You're Good 20 man. fucking years old and you do that? You have ice water in your fucking veins. From? Brett. Okay, Bloody thanks. brother. Peter, hold it down. Okay, Micah. There's something and... else in his veins, but. Oh, wait, 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 Sorry, I apologize. You know I'm all about me. (laughs) Yeah, we know. You have a hat that says L Gars on it. Multiple. (laughs) We got to wait to see what he said about you. So talk a little bit about the golf tournament last week. We haven't actually talked about it. So, yeah, golf tournament. And what happened was, which was awesome, was this guy, Matthew Wolf, that he's talking about, went to Oklahoma State. He's only 20 years old. And he had to, it's a par five last hole. He had to birdie the last to tie eagle to win and he fucking hits it on the green over the water and he makes a put from like 40 feet to win as a 20 year old became one of only Stones. like seven people to ever win under the age of 21 the other six are like tiger jack tom watson sevy raymond floyd all the greatest players of all Is time. tom kite on that list <laughs> <laughs> all right let's play the end of this call again so we can i, I didn't mean to cut off here Big we go. Dilemma. you have ice water in your fucking veins brett bloody brother peter hold it down micah Eh. Gars, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad we rewound it. I'm so, so glad we rewound it. I feel so much better now that Colin roasted me that we got someone to finally say, Gars, fuck you. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, we got two more. Call that hotline, 800-392-6344. By the way, we're back. It's yeah, hard to distinguish back. when you leave in the Call that started. hotline, 800-392-6344. We listen to all the hotline calls. We play most of them, or almost all of them. I don't even remember the last it time we got It was Dennis from Georgia, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, was something, That, man. Was, that was amazing. A call. Hey, I cut it off right before. He said Gars, and I cut it accidentally, and then Gars was like, you got to play it. You just heard the clip, but uh, the fact that he ended with Gars, fuck you, is amazing. Big shouts to that guy. Fantastic call. So call our hotline. Brad and I will be back uh, early next week on Monday, I would imagine. 800-392-6344. Call and uh, leave me a question for Micah's mailbag as well. I got one via DM today. So that'll be coming to mind of Micah soon. Check back later this afternoon for the return of Jersey, America's number one Jersey Shore podcast on Mind of Micah. That's it, Brad. Hey, uh, you know, support our sponsors. Lisa.com slash BDC. 
but they're, they're not even paying us for this. We're just giving a little extra yeah. shout out. Harrys.com slash BDC. Welcome Manscaped to the family. We're yeah, going to do Manscaped some Manscaped coming next, next week. week. Yeah. So uh, if you've been thinking about a way to trim your balls, don't buy one until Monday when we give you the promo code. Here's what you should be Discount excited about. Coming. Garza's going to tell you about how he shaved his balls with this thing. It's going to be great. He is so fucking pumped. It's weird. All right. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We will be back next week. Check out Mind of Micah. Check out 365 Things. Anything else, Brent? The Buttercut. We coming. Oh, yeah. Buttercut. Coming Monday. All right. Well, coming coming next week. That's it. And that's all. That's it. Mm, Bye. Thanks for listening.